if, if something happens in the save on stream like that i'll go back to the hairfield save there was there were times where and it's going to sound silly but that was going wrong and i'd get off stream and i'd, I'd jump in bed and i'd be laying there thinking all right, this formation isn't working. This player isn't working. What can I do? Like just as a wind down for five to 10 minutes. But then it would continue. And I about an hour and a half, two hours would pass. And I'd be sitting there still like thinking about it. And then I think, oh, Joe, let's just get up and go on the PC and have a look. And I'd, I'd be playing with things. And it's not, that's not just for foot manager. That could be anything. I, I've had that since I was at school, since I was at uni. Um, yes, it's, I always overthink things. So it's hard to manage, but... I try, I try, I write things down and, and speak to people and that's how I sort of try and keep on top and, and control it. Hello all and welcome to the fifth episode of The Scouting Centre, a show designed for you to get to know your favourite content creators a bit more personally and also for you to get to know their content creation journey. My name is Diz, aka Mr. Underscore Diz83, and you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Can I just ask, if you do like the series so far, and if you're enjoying the content, can you please like this video, subscribe to the channel, and maybe set your notifications on? We've got a guest every week, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. for the next few weeks in relation to the Scouting Centre. My guest today is one of the quickest established up-and-comers in the football manager community. He started streaming in June 2020 and already has accumulated over 2,200 followers on Twitch and has 500 subs on his YouTube. He's on the path to partner and you will find him at 9pm on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays and Saturdays doing his save with Kaiser Slauten who he's just taken up to the Bundesliga. He releases regular YouTube content and he's currently doing his one season wonder series with Arsenal. He is a streamer showdown runner-up in his first ever invite to the streamer showdown. And last time you saw him on the streamer showdown, he was part of the lowdown, giving his expert analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Mr. Sweet Left Foot himself, Mike. Mike, how are you, my friend? How are you doing? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, Diz. That... I'm a big fan of these intros that you do for people. I'm going to clip this and just put it at the start of my streams. It's brilliant. You're like the third or fourth person to say that. I, I like to, you know what? You've accomplished a lot in a very short space of time. I think it's important that the viewers understand that you are a serious content creator and they get to know your story. No, it's it's very much appreciated, Diz. And uh, no, thank you very much. I know everyone's enjoyed it. And yeah, I'm, I'm jumping in the same the same boat as them. It's It's great. No, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. You've seen the show before. Um, it's basically, I'll be interviewing you and we'll get to know you a little bit better and your content creation journey. Um, and I think the first question is, Mike, what got you into Football Manager? Uh, it's, I mean, there's a few answers to this. When I was like eight, nine years old, my cousin, he's got like six years on me. So he was the, the cool age of 15, 16 um, he used to play Football Manager on an, on the Xbox. Uh, this was back in sort of like 99, 2000. Um, and I'd go around to his house and uh, he'd be playing this this game, like Championship Manager on the PC. And then when it was released, Football Manager on the Xbox. And uh, I'd watch him and i think, oh, this is really cool. Like you can sign players. It's, it's a bit different to what I was used to in terms of like FIFA. And one of the first games I, I ever saw. So 
whenever I used to go out to his house, it was always one of those, oh, I'm going to see my cousin, but really I'm going there to play on his Xbox and just play football manager. Uh, at the time, I think it was championship manager. Uh, he used to have a PC as well. So when I'd go around there, whichever one he wasn't on, I'd be on the other one. And uh, oh, I'd kick up a fuss leaving. But that was the first time I ever discovered football manager and what got me into it. And then sort of going on year by year, I sort of, as I was growing up, I understood a little bit more and the the love for it just continued and, and only got stronger. So what inspired you to then become a content creator all these years later? Uh, it's, it's hard to say one single thing. I never really thought about doing this initially. And then the last few years, uh, I've had ideas of like, this is cool, this is cool, can we do this? I've been watching like uh, Second Yellow Card stuff on YouTube, Dr. Benji stuff on YouTube, because they were the two people I found first on YouTube and I watched their series and I was I was like just completely taken in by it thought amazing loved it the production value everything and it was something that wasn't really popular initially and now I think more people are creating football manager content which is great for the community but those two um were a big part as to why I thought do you know what this this could really be something like maybe should we go for this or should we not go for this and for a while I was debating wondering whether to or not and then i uh, when when the first lockdown happened uh i think march in 2020 i had the idea and started looking a bit more into it in terms of a pc uh, a webcam a microphone learning about twitch youtube the amount of man hours i put into like teaching myself and learning things and i thought i'm at the point of no return where let's just try it and start and see where it goes and luckily it's it's got to the point where, where it is now I'm on the scout and send it with Mr. Diz. <laughs> I was going to say it's huge, isn't it? Because it's always that first step to start. That's always That always seems to be the biggest barrier. And the fact that you took that and look how it skyrocketed for you. Yeah. And I'm someone that I didn't, I didn't, I'm not good talking in front of big crowds. I'm quite anxious. Um, and, and it's weird because one of my friends who has played foot manager for a, a, as long as me, uh, he voice noted me this morning and said, I watched a stream last night. It was really good. You had X amount of people. And he said, it's mad because imagine if X amount of people were actually in a room watching you do this. It's so different. And for, for a second there, it, it, I thought, oh my God, Like imagine if I was standing on a stage and there was like X amount of people watching. I'd, it would be very different. I feel like behind a, a monitor, I feel like I'm in like a, a, a bubble, if that makes sense where I'm like sort of protected. I don't know if that's the best way to phrase it, but I feel very comfortable doing this as opposed to if it was in person. Um, I think maybe it's just the fact that I haven't done that all too much. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's gone well so far and I do feel happy in, in what I'm doing. That was one of the big concerns, the, the anxiety and a lack of confidence potentially. Plus not knowing how to handle things or not understanding how things work. Like I'm still learning as we go, but um, it's, it's gone well so far. And how have you managed your anxiety then? Um, obviously, it's still just because you're behind a monitor, it doesn't mean that your anxiety goes away. Mm. Um, how do you manage your anxiety when streaming? Uh, I, th I think it's going to sound, I don't know how it's going to sound, but having a good group of people that are there regularly and mods in the chat as well that sort of, I think they understand me and, and what I like from my streams, how I like them to go. Um, and I think they know when to step in if something's like veering off course or, you know, when when to initiate 
authority, if that makes sense, but in a in a obviously a positive way. Um, having that as is a massive help in in controlling it. Having such positive positive people in the community come in um, and feel like feeling ex- accepted into the community because it's it's such a nice community. There's so many lovely people and being noticed by bigger content creators as well. It's just a a, a compliment that they're willing to notice you or recommend you or raid you or, or drop into your streams. It's it's nice that you sort of I've sort of got their acceptance is that the right word to use i think so i think so um yeah and then whenever i finish a stream i always hop on a call to to somebody whether it's um arena or i I go downstairs and speak to family or yourself or sean or another mod um or just a friend and just chat to them about how it went have a look at um what i could have done better that's one thing i always try and do and that's one thing that actually doesn't help with the anxiety because i'll find the smallest thing and think oh, I didn't do that correctly or this could have been different or I should have transitioned there or what if I add this here? But that's, I think, I look at that in a positive way as well because it's a way like I look at it as I'm always trying to improve. Yeah. Um, and obviously it must be a bit more difficult with you to be dealing with everything because um, for the viewers who don't know, you're currently, you've been here for two months. You've been away from like your, your girlfriend. Who, you, mm. you, you normally live in Spain, don't you? Um, I say normally, you live in Spain, don't you, um, with your partner and all that. So that must be difficult as well. Yeah, so it's it's been quite challenging. I'm lucky enough to be able to be here with family. That's the thing. Um, and I really sympathise with those that uh, are isolated during lockdown. It, it must be, you know, much tougher situation than I'm in. So I don't really feel like I should be complaining. But yeah, I came back before Christmas to spend Christmas here. Um, and then we went into tier three and then into tier four and then into a full lockdown. So it was happened very quick. I was like, oh, right. Well, I'm not going back anytime soon then. Just at the moment, just seeing how it plays out in terms of flight pass opening and the borders opening and being able to catch a flight. But um, yeah, it's been difficult. But Arena, she uh, she drops in the stream. She's well involved in the community as well. People know her. Uh, Omega Luke, of course. <laughs> hi, Luke. Um, but no, she, <laughs> yeah, hi, Luke. <laughs> Uh, no, she's been she's been great, and um, I, th- I think having this and be- her being involved as well is is helping her as well. So we still chat regularly, we still like video call, and we message every day. So it's it's not as big of an issue as it could be. I think we're handling it quite well. And I think this is where content creation and the fact you're on Twitch, yes, you're apart, but at times you can feel so close together as well because you're still kind of doing things together because you're in the stream together. Mm. That's it. I, I completely agree. She's uh, she a VIP or a mod? I think she's a, she's a mod. She's a mod. <laughs> mod. Um, just go for the highest one. <laughs> yeah, just the highest rank. Um, but yeah, like like I said, people uh, know who she is. She's getting involved with the community, and and that's nice. Like when you know someone that you'd like to support, you really does throw themselves in and and really back you as well. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. Um. So you decide to become a content creator. Um, what steps did you take? And you've already kind of touched on it, but what 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 in-depth steps did you take before you did your first stream? Oh, there's there's loads, Diz. I don't know where to start. Um so I remember the phone call I had. So I was at the time I was in Spain, we were on lockdown and I was out walking to uh, a supermarket and my mum rang me and I was chatting to her on the way. And I just had a brief conversation with Arena about it, and I thought, let me run this idea past past my mum see what she, what she says she's 
always supportive of anything I do, which is which is cool. And I, I ran the idea past her and she said, oh, if, if you fancy it, go for it. Like, see how it goes. It's worth a try. And I got off the phone and I was walking back and I thought, what would I need? And I like start when I got home that night, I was looking at webcams, microphones, PCs, straight onto Twitch and looking at how um, people were streaming their setup, their overlays and things. And this is at a time where I knew nothing about Twitch. Like I I barely watched Twitch. I barely watched any streamers on Twitch. I don't think I'd ever watched any football manager content on Twitch. So I thought I saw how professional some of these uh, streams were and compared to YouTube as well. Like if people have got a Twitch and a YouTube channel, how professional they are. And I thought I'm I'm not one to do things half-heartedly. If I'm if I'm going with something, I want to put my all into it. So I think uh, you touched on it. I started streaming in June. I think I think it was like June nineteenth or June twenty. It, it was towards the end of June, uh, twenty twenty. But I had the idea in March. So for April May, I was I wasn't forcing myself to do it because it came naturally. But I was watching so many tutorials, uh, YouTube videos. Um, I was approaching people. I think I messaged uh, Work the Space and Second Yellow Card, and they both came back with great feedback as well and and, and advice. And uh, yeah, reaching out to people was a massive help. I wasn't expecting a reply from any of those guys, but even the everything they said, I was basically a sponge, just took it all on board and trying to teach myself things like OBS and DaVinci Resolve and how to edit, you know, what is Twitch, learning about Twitch. I remember I got uh, the first raid I got, I, I had no idea what was going on. Like I had, I just, I didn't know. I didn't know what an affiliate was. Uh, a hype train started at one point and I had no clue what, what that was. Um, so in hindsight, I probably should have done more research, but yeah, it, it was a, a good month or two before I actually sat down and thought, right, this could potentially be ready to go as an actual platform and hopefully it can grow and we can go from there. So you say you reached out to people, were you of the mindset, because this is a mindset I share or, or I have is the worst that happens is you get no response and you are in exactly the same position as you were beforehand. The best that happens is you can get some great advice. You can make some great contacts um, and you can move forward with that. Will you have that mindset? Yes, 100%. 100%. Um, and and the, the reason I reached out to, to those guys is because they were the two of the guys that I knew and I knew of. Um, whereas there's now so many people in the community that I know, which is great, but I, I had no other contacts. And I, I say contacts, like these, the two guys that I did reach out to weren't really a contact. They were just sort of, you know, I can imagine people get messages like that asking for help all the time. And it goes to show that I think if you try to help every single person that messaged you, you'd really struggle for time to create your own stuff. So I wasn't expecting a reply and any reply I did get, I was extremely grateful for. Um, you'll have to ask a uh, second yellow card. I still, if you look through our Discord conversation, it's just me asking him questions. I'm still like a little brother in a sense, like picking his brain, asking him for help. And he's so receptive and, and so kind. And it could be the stupidest question that I'm asking him and he'll come back with a reply. He's, he's always offering help as well. So having a support system like that from people that have been doing it for a long time uh, is amazing. And like that's it's something that I've learned to do. So approaching uh, Matt and Jack, I've then thought, okay, well, if people approach me, the, the best thing I want to do is, is give them a chance and pass on what I've learned. And if it works great and and some people do it for a while and then think it's not working or they stop or they don't see it through but like like those guys gave me a chance and replied to me so the least i feel like we can do is do that to, to the up-and-coming guys as well 
I think you've mentioned second year Ocard a lot, and I know personally okay. how um, important he has been to you. Um, describe your relationship with with Matt. He beat me in the showdown final, so we haven't <laughs> spoken. <laughs> No, it's um. <laughs> he's the reason that he, he's a, he's the reason the introduction said runner up. <laughs> yes, that yeah. Can, can we tweak that? Can we edit that? <laughs> um, Creative license. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Matt is he's he's such a nice guy. He's he's great. I think people refer to him as one of the nicest guys in the community, which he is. He, he really is. His content on YouTube is amazing. His video with you is amazing. He's always happy to be the first guy to do something to try and get things off the ground for other people uh his like his streams are fantastic the community he's built is really nice there's not a bad word uh to say about him and I'll, we might touch on it a bit later but when i found out i was in the showdown final against matt i was just so happy the fact that it was it was him like it could have been any of the guys and i would have been happy but the fact that i got to share that with matt was like a, a moment for me that I, I as, cl- as cringe as it sounds, I won't forget because I was just happy to be in that call with him for about 20 minutes, half an hour and uh, just share that with him because it felt like without him really wouldn't be where I am today. That's 100% true. Without without Matt's help and guidance and support and even now coming up towards a year down the line, I still reach out to him for the, the stu- like I'll screen share my stream labs and say, can you help me tweak this audio? Because I... There's only so much YouTube can teach you before you actually want to talk to someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Matt is Matt is great. And I think I speak for everyone when I say he's literally a, a pillar of the community and, and what it's built on. And I can 100% testament, obviously, the scouting centre, the first guest, second year yeah. card, Matt. Mm-hmm. I've always said to him, none of this happens if it wasn't for him agreeing to be the first guest. Um, yeah. So Matt, yeah, uh, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Um, right. Did you have any idea of how you wanted your stream style to be? Or was that something you fell on whilst streaming? Um, I don't think I came into streaming knowing what I wanted it to be. I think it's something, something that, that was built over time. Um, the more people that came in, the more I watched other people's streams, the more I, I thought what I could do differently or what I could improve or how I could change my approach. Saying that, I'm not like I'm not fake behind a, a camera at all. I'm just I'm just me. <laughs> That's it. I just try and display my personality. I'm generally a, a very sort of happy, easygoing person. And I'd hope that is is shown through the streams. Um no, I never I never came into it thinking this is how I'm going to be, this set way. Cause I'd like to Give yourself that chance to, you know, outsource and, and do different things. And, you know, certain certain times on stream will challenge you if you get a, a troll come in or something like that. Or if, like, the game we play, it could go terribly wrong. I mean, just have a look at my hair field save. That was an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Um. So things things can go wrong, and it's, it's how you react to it. But, again, it's, it's, it's the fact that, it, it depends how you wake up as well. I guess sometimes you wake up on the right side of the bed and think it's going to be a good day. Sometimes you think, oh, this isn't going to go as well as I hoped, but that's that's the life, I guess. And then your name, Sweet Left Foot, where did that come from? Oh, so that <laughs> so I uh, played football for a very long time, from as early as I can remember. I think it was around age four, five. 
I joined my first football club and uh, I don't know how nobody else in my family is left-footed so it's it's weird how that sort of developed but um I I used to play left wing and uh growing up as a young age it was just a something that people used to say to me all the time like oh he's got a sweet left foot um he's crossed out with a oh like shouting at me sweet left foot and where you're seven eight nine you know that the compliments are amazing like you love it and that sort of continued on and it's something that people have said a lot surprisingly uh as as the years have gone on even like through the teenage years and playing football and things even popping down to goals now um and and jumping in games that well not now obviously lockdown but yeah. popping down to goals uh, people still say it then and it's it's just a name that stuck and when I was deciding on a trying to think of a name I thought I thought oh let me just write that down and see if anything better pops up and I I'm a perfectionist is so I sat there for about two days trying to think of a name and why is this a good name why is it a bad name how could it be misinterpreted and I was really overthinking things uh, and in the end I just thought you know what, let's just go with it and it's it's worked <laughs> you bring up being a perfectionist a couple of times how do you manage yourself in relation to that because it can leave being a perfectionist as good as it can be it can also have a negative effect can't it um how do you manage that side of your personality uh quite it's quite difficult i so when i i think about what i'm doing in any walk of life uh whether it be content creation or anything else i always think what can i do differently what can i do better how can i improve and that again falls under the umbrella of being a perfectionist so like you scroll through my notes on my phone or wordpad on uh the pc i I write everything down just so I i remember it and i can try and use that to improve i do think it's important to try and switch off just a little bit like one day a week one evening a week something but it is quite hard to to control just because of it's, it's one of those things where if you always want to improve and nothing is ever perfect it's going to be a, a little bit of a worry and then it does drawing a little bit of anxiety as we mentioned earlier not not an incredible amount but it does just make me think and my brain keeps ticking over and uh, normally when i've got that i can't let it go like for example uh if, if something happens in the save on stream like that i'll go back to the hairfield save there was there were times where and it's going to sound silly but that was going wrong and i'd get off stream and i'd, I'd jump in bed and i'd be laying there thinking all right this formation isn't working this player isn't working it. what can i do like just as a wind down for five to ten minutes yeah but then it would continue and i about an hour and a half two hours would pass and i'd be sitting there still like thinking about it and then i think oh Joel, let's just get up and go on the pc and have a look and i'd, I'd be playing with things and it's not that's not just for foot manager that could be anything I, i've had that since i was at school since i was at uni um yes it's i always overthink things so it's hard to manage but i try i try i write things down and, and speak to people and that's how i sort of try and keep on top and, and control it yeah what's been your streaming highlights so far oh there's been a few can i say can i name a few yeah Is of course okay? you can. What's okay. been your streaming um, highlights so far? Highlight, yeah. <laughs> um, the there's there's a few. The showdown was amazing for me, like being part of the showdown. Um, that you know, for, for those guys, and I know how much work goes into that to trust me on that side of things was a, a real compliment, and you know, one that I, I won't forget. Saying that, being on the lowdown for the first time was such a an amazing feeling. Getting um, I say the call up to that 
was great. They're 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 two two highlights that I I will not forget. They you know I, I often think back to them and it just puts a smile on my face. Um, winning the Champions League with Arsenal on my FM twenty Twitch save was a was a good time. That that was because I don't win much. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Dees. I'm I'm not the biggest <laughs> when it comes to trophies and collecting awards, but. Um, yeah, I, I went in the Champions League with Arsenal because obviously I support them as well. So it's a bit more personal. That was uh, that was a bit of a highlight. And it's going to sound a bit silly, but the New Year's Eve stream was quite cool as well. Because mm. um, I, I know a lot of people couldn't go out or do anything. So uh, being able to share that and do a quiz and, and have some fun with people, that was, that was something that was quite wholesome and um, able to sort of spend it with you know everyone spends it with their family but other people and and like a a twitch family that we've sort of come together with over the past sort of nine months or so was quite cool and that was prioritizing your community wasn't it the the, the new year's eve um stream because like you say people would have had plans that day or people would have been doing things out of the norm Mm. than what they're used to so why not join mike and his and his quiz on new year's eve Literally, that that was it. I thought I was I was debating it, and it got to literally New Year's Eve, and I thought, what can I do? And Arena, I, I believe, was at her parents, my my family downstairs. They've all got each other, and I thought, okay, what what can we do? Let's do something d- different. Uh, I, and the thing is, I've never been part of a a Twitch New Year's Eve or a Twitch game launch or anything like that. So I thought, I wonder if these are a popular thing. Let's try it. So I hopped in a call uh, that day with a a few friends who helped me with the channel. And we created a quiz, uh, imported it into, uh, I think, the, the quiz kit on Twitch and advertised it. And it went really well. I, th- I hope people enjoyed it. And uh, something that, again, can definitely be done in, in the future. You've mentioned your friends and having the right people around you a, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. How important has it been for you to identify them and then have them around you? Um. I, I don't want to I will name names but I, I don't want to forget anybody so one of the first people that I approached with this was Sean who in his sort of nine months being involved in this has grown into like an incredible member of the community uh, and this again goes back to I didn't know how Twitch worked I didn't know what a VIP or a mod was and I asked him what role he'd like and he said a mod which has actually been a, a huge help because he's taken to it like a, a duck to water he's he's really really great and there's been times where i've messaged him just privately and and said like an incredible thanks for what he's done for not only myself but he's said to me if i didn't approach him to involve him in this you know he's taken on a a bit of a different life as well and he's met so many other people which is really nice a really nice thing to hear sean's been incredible obviously arena's been incredibly uh supportive jita is another one that he dropped into my one of my early streams and I saw his name pop up and I made a, I made a joke. I said like, oh, thanks for following Jita. Is that in relation to Derek Jita by any chance? Just as a, like, I didn't think it might have been, but I, I know I'd seen the name somewhere. And uh, he came back and said it was. I was like, oh, great. Like, I knew he was American. I watch a lot of basketball so we could talk about things. We both support the same basketball team. And um, it's, it's amazing how close me and Jita have become when we, we, we've never met. We've not even known each other for a year 
um but again he's been such a massive help and there's like roy who helps mod my channel as well uh corgi joe uh jd there's, there's I, I feel bad if i'm forgetting any names but people that i can go back to the very beginning with who have been there since since this started and and are still there now is it's i think it's so important to have people like that around you that really do help you push you and i say to these guys all the time like don't tell me things i want to hear like if something sucks tell me if something isn't good tell me like if if you think this scene is rubbish or this save is rubbish or i'm doing something right or i should be doing something better ring me message me tell me so i can learn from it and to be fair to all of them they're they're they're, they're brilliant with it so that's that's been that's been great having that support bubble has been really good because it can be really lonely as a streamer um because mm. you're kind of there for the world to see and if you make a mistake if you don't deal with something proportionately or, or what people deem to be proportionately so it can be quite lonely so it's important to find the right support network isn't it yeah 100 percent agree um and one of the first bits of advice i i got once i started to know a bit more about twitch and youtube um dupe was another a man i reached out to and asked for advice with twitch and something that he said that i i now use this with other people and even even myself i use it today he said uh, always talk to the chat as if there's hundreds of people watching you and there's been times i'm sure for everyone that we've looked across at our chat and it hasn't moved and then we come back to a stream and then we look again in a couple of minutes and it hasn't moved but you you never know if someone comes into your stream during that time and you're talking away describing there's always something going on like there's something going on about the game or there's a question to ask or a story to tell there's always a way you can you can talk and have some sort of conversation whether it be with yourself or the chat and if someone comes in at that time and they see you talking that's going to be a huge help and they might stick around um but yeah that's that's a piece of advice that i've i've taken and i feel like i've ran with because when i finish i'm exhausted like, i go through about three bottles of water when i finish because i'm absolutely shattered um but yeah i'm sure we'll touch on things that we can improve upon in in the future because there's a, a few there that i've got as well I think that brings me nicely into my next question. What have you found most difficult about streaming? Um, I, I did for a, a long time find it difficult not having a schedule. So I, I look back at some of my streams and um, they're a bit all over the place. Like organization could have been so much better for me. Like I would have woken up one Saturday morning and thought, oh, let's stream in an hour. But nobody, I haven't told anyone. I've given people an hour's notice and then I'm a bit disappointed not disappointed like a bit upset that oh maybe the numbers haven't hit what they were yesterday or this previous stream or this stream but then i look back and i think well i haven't given anybody any notice so organization um a schedule I've, i find is quite important um trying to think of other things that I, I can't think of them right now but they will come to me so overcoming the obviously schedule is by setting because you now have a schedule, don't you? Yes, yes, and that that's a massive help because now people know. Okay, Mike's going to be live on on this day at this time and this day at this time, as opposed to just wondering, wondering when. Um, and I'm always trying to do things to the whole platform in general. Like I'm trying to find ways to improve, or what I can do differently, or what can I add, rather than let it become not stale, but People like new things and I like new things. Like, you get, you know, people love shiny new toys and having a, a new scene or 
you know, a new sound effect or a new save or whether that be on YouTube or Twitch or a new channel points for that, something that keeps people in, entertained and you can not sell it to them, but it's something else to talk about as well. And let's talk about your YouTube. So I've seen your YouTube. You've obviously got the, um, you started off with the England Euro 2020 save. Mm. How did that come about? And why did you choose England in Euro 2020? Um, so I didn't know what save to do. And when I was planning uh, the, the, the channel and the platform, the Euros, I think, had been cancelled. So I thought, oh, this, this sucks. It'd be good to maybe fill a gap there. If people want to watch the Euros, they can watch it via Football Manager. And it just so happened that the the date, the starting date of the Euros fell quite nicely with around the day that I wanted to start producing YouTube videos. And that's why it sort of fell with, with England, obviously, uh, home nation. And I thought in terms of maybe immediate growth or attracting people that could be a, a good series to have it's something different it's not going to be too long um obviously i think uh, i got to the final and lost shock um <laughs> <laughs> told you me and trophies do not go <laughs> um but i did feel like that would be something that could hopefully draw people in because it's not something you see every day a lot of people do club saves which nothing wrong with that but i just really felt like opening up on youtube it would be a nice way to to go about things and try and bring in an immediate audience and then you did your 1860 munich save um how did you come about the decision to pick them joe you know I, I don't remember how i came about that decision i think i was making a list of uh save and series ideas that i could do and i really enjoyed the idea of um 1860 munich maybe eventually overtaking by munich on the save uh, and I, I'm pretty sure because I had a, a list of, I think, Paris FC I was considering to overtake PSG. Uh, there was a few different um, save ideas like that I was going to do. But I settled on 1860 and uh, I think it went for six seasons or so. And then the, the game s sorted to dial in terms of the new FM was about to be released. Um, so unfortunately, that came to a stop. But there was plenty of things I learned from that, like this for this FM, I'd like to just do one one season wonders. Um, just a season, one club, one season, one aim. I think as I'm still trying to grow on YouTube, I think that's quite important to keep things fairly short and simple. Unless it's evergreen content, then you can, you know, that's always going to be there. But like 10 episodes or less for me is something that I'd like to try on this FM. Uh, because the, the Munich series... It, everyone sees a drop off in views from like an episode one further and further down. That's, it just happens. That's, that's just the way it is. Um, but I think for a smaller channel like myself, I noticed it a lot more. So I wanted to maybe approach something different. And then maybe when I thought if people see, say, for example, Arsenal one season wonder episode five, um, and then they see there's only eight episodes in the series, they might think, Oh, hold on. I can, I can binge watch this in like a couple of nights. This is fine. Whereas if you look at maybe, for someone a smaller creator like myself you see like uh 1860 minute season four episode two automatically your brain thinks oh he's done three seasons i'd have to go back and watch them and it might put people off uh coming back and then you know they, they might not ever get to get to see you so that's why i thought the one season wonder series for this fm uh hopefully will, will, will go well the arsenal series seems to have has done well so far i think it's my my best series um so hopefully that that, that improves and just a reminder, you can find that on Sweet Left Foot's YouTube. Um, you'll see periodically the graphics um, shine on below. Um, Sweet Left Foot on YouTube. Um, 
what have you found most challenging? Because I guess there's a stark contrast between your success on Twitch mm-hmm. and how you're growing on YouTube. Uh, is is that fair to say that YouTube is a bit more slower than yeah. your um th- than the success you've had on Twitch? How have you coped with that? Uh, I think Twitch is a. If I had to choose one, I think I'd go with Twitch just because I I love the interaction. Um, and the fact that it's live and you can talk to people, whereas YouTube, it can be quite lonely recording on, on your own in, in a room, talking to yourself, essentially, and then editing it down and like picking out what's right, what's wrong, and then having faith to upload it and hope it does well. Um, yeah, I'd, I, I don't think I've quite cracked how to grow on YouTube just yet. Maybe... You know, that's that's why I'm trying different things like a one season wonder and maybe looking into making some more evergreen content. Yeah. Um, but again, that's something that I may reach out to, to people like Matt um, to ask for advice and things. Because I know uh, like Zealand's like from your previous interview spoke about his YouTube career and it's like um, his his videos are amazing and they're such good evergreen content that you, you can always go back and watch it. That's the thing. Whereas, you know, maybe I've, I've done things wrong to begin with, like the first six months. Maybe I haven't got the algorithm quite right or um, I'm not brilliant with SEO or thumbnails. So there's always something that I think I could do something better. Like I don't use Photoshop. I don't have Photoshop. So I try and use um, (laughs) Paint 3D is a a big one for me. Canva as well. So I am quite proud from the resources I've got. I, I think I've done, you know, okay so far. And of course, there's some people in the community that help me out as well with like pictures and things. So I, mean, I do get I do get help, which is a good, you know, is, is amazing. And you have done evergreen content before, haven't you? Like I have seen some one off episodes in your channel, mm-hmm. in your YouTube channel, such as um, simulating Gareth Bale's season at mm-hmm. um, at Tottenham. So it does seem like ultimately it's all learning, isn't it? And that's what you're in the process of doing. You're learning. Yeah, that is it. It's everything's a learning curve. I'm, I'm not going to be. I'm never going to be an expert. Um, there's always going to be something new, and I do try and think every day if, in relation to this, is there something else I can learn or something else I can do that is going to improve it. Um, that's that's a, a small aim of mine. But yeah, like experiments, I do enjoy the experiments, um, and and they can stay there and they can do well because they're sort of one-off uh, videos unless you do them in certain parts. I think I'm preferring the experiment videos and a one season wonder idea it's a longer series at the moment and then maybe one day if the channel's big enough to attract more viewers um that would be amazing and then maybe i can do something a little bit more long term but until then i'd like to see how the next few series go and and then evaluate from there so as a fast rising content creator because you are you're a fast rising established content creator i'd say you're established within the community thank you what were your initial goals when you started? I've got them written down somewhere in one of the notepads or on here or a laptop. I've, I've got it written down. Um, but there's not many, believe it or not. I think Twitch Affiliate was one of my first goals when I started streaming on Twitch. And that came about very quickly because I had a, a good support group of friends um, that would come into the streams. Um, you know, we hit the targets for that quite quickly. Uh, but then I, I I didn't know the size of Twitch. I didn't know the size of the community. So 
it was hard to set set goals that weren't small not small numbers but for me like i was really taking my time like okay let's hit 50 followers and try and get twitch affiliate and then i was going up in 50s and then i was going up in another 50 and i think i got to 200 and i thought let's up this another 100 to 300 and see how quickly we can get there um but again the, the follower goal is nice but at the same time i really enjoyed seeing people coming in and enjoying the streams and the content so um it was a goal to keep people entertained keep people engaged and try and grow by just like you said earlier displaying myself and my personality and not really sugarcoating anything um in terms of youtube obviously hitting a thousand subs is is you know that that would be amazing and then probably go with and then go up by a thousand again um and just to have like one of my goals really was just to have fun with it like i didn't expect to be where i am now i didn't expect the growth it, it was very I was doing this just to, to have fun and enjoy it. And and I think I've I've really done that. I didn't think, oh, let's try and make a career. If it comes to that, then, you know, that's a conversation in the future. But I wasn't thinking this is my new career or, you know, this is this or this is that. It was, it was a hobby and a way to meet new people at a time where the world, I think, needed something like this. And I just thought, just start, Mike, and see how it goes. And it's it's gone really well. So in terms of goals... I think I've hit what I wanted to so far and now I'm just trying to let it grow naturally and see where it goes. And there you are now because from eight months ago to where you are now, you're pushing for partner levels, which Mm. I imagine is something you never, ever thought of when you first started streaming. Um, What would it mean to you to become a partner? Oh, uh, it'd be great. The thing is, I've seen other people uh put in their applications and get their partner status recently and that's like from within the community and that's it's amazing seeing more people from the fm community i think i read a a stat the other day that out of i I could be really wrong here um but i think it was on twitch's website uh two million streamers or something like that on on twitch only seventeen thousand a partner so it's a a really small percentage and to be one of them would be great um I, i i like the look of that little purple tick (laughs) but there was times when i a few months ago when i uh was streaming and i saw the path to partner on your your dashboard and i saw the the hours you have to do and the days and that was done that was done and i saw the average viewers out of 75 and i thought i generally thought to myself never going to hit that never in a 30-day period i'm never going to hit 75 average views consistently i might have one really good couple of spikes in views but it's not going to be a consistent thing um and as i said earlier like the schedule has helped me no end because now people know oh wednesday night 10 o'clock mike's going to be live Uh, or he would have been live for an hour sorry uh friday 9 p.m i'm not doing much oh mike's going to be live rather than me wake up on a saturday morning like i said and be like oh let's stream in an hour i I wish i'd done that so much sooner that's a massive massive regret not in the terms of growth but i think just for stability continuity and organization it it bugs me but there's nothing i can do about it now yeah it's about looking forward and you've obviously learned from it it, and it didn't it didn't stun your growth no i'd I'd, say because you still grew as a as a twitch content creator didn't you yeah and i i must have been doing something right you know to, to be in the position I am. Uh, it's, just, it's just one of those things that is always going to be in the back of your mind, that the what if, but something that you can never go back and change, which is annoying, but 
you know, I'm I'm just grateful for for having it now. Like I could have gone on weeks and weeks without having a, a right schedule. I, I think it was actually Jita who created a, I saw him create, I see a lot of people tweet, create weekly schedules. And he said, why don't you do that rather than a overall schedule? And I was doing weekly and I think I tried some morning streams um, and it, it just wasn't working for me. And then I thought, what about evening streams? And I thought three, four nights a week, did a Friday, Saturday, went really well. And then I thought, sure, let's next week try uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, 9 p.m. And it it was a good week. And then I thought, okay, let's do that again. And it went well again. I thought, okay, let's keep doing this and just see see what happens. Let's evaluate at the end of the month, at the end of Feb, where we are and go from there. And also while you're growing, you get the call mm-hmm. to the streamer showdown. How did that come yes. about and how did you feel? Oh, I'm going to sound like the biggest fanboy. Um, I really am. We want you as fanboy as possible, please. Okay. <laughs> so I'm on the PC upstairs in, in, in Spain. I'm on the PC scrolling through something and uh, I get a Twitter notification. Uh, Dr. Benji has followed you. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is great. Like the position I was in, I was like, this is cool. Like, this this guy is following me. This is this is awesome. He knows who I am. And then um, I got a message asking if I wanted to, you know, be involved and take part. And I thought, for me, it was like, wow, like this is. It was very hard to describe. I just sat there staring at the message for about a minute or two. Uh, called Arena, she came up, and I was like, look at this, like so happy. <laughs> and she's like, well, answer him. I was like, oh crap, yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll get back to him quickly. <laughs> um, that, that honestly it's so amazing and the guys involved like i was so nervous on the lowdown the first time because i didn't do the draft uh well the space did the thursday draft and i did the saturday sunday lowdown so i was coming in on the saturday and i was so nervous because the guys that i was on with have been there they've done it they know each other and i was thinking does anybody know who i am like apart from ben uh who's who's messaged me matt who um has helped me is there many guys that really know who I am, if I'm any good, what I sound like, if I'm friendly, anything. But uh, the first 10 minutes of the lowdown, I was extremely nervous. And then I just sort of, I felt like I settled in uh, quite quick and, you know, just tried to not worry, not be, I mean, the the anxiety for that, because I went from streaming to, to my numbers to then having hundreds and hundreds of people watching the lowdown. I, I felt like a, a lot of pressure but i i'd like to think i i dealt with it quite well um but yeah that was that was such a an amazing moment to be involved in that and i i remember i've been in like debrief calls where i've screenshotted the people in sent it to arena who was sitting downstairs and just messaged saying look how flipping cool this is like yeah. um, you know six months ago this this was just an idea and now i'm sitting in a call with people that are like well, people I've watched for years and people that have really helped me and, and like popular people in the community that produce such great content. Just just to be sort of see my name in, in the call was w- weirdly wonderful. I didn't expect it. It's like the ultimate acceptance, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it felt... Yeah, that, that, that is it. Because I, I feel it's such a compliment to have that much trust in you to to know uh, to give you a chance and then to be invited back is another compliment because it for me it said to me that I've made a good impression and 
people enjoyed what I was doing. And it was really nice because people uh, messaged me after um, just saying, well done, like you, you were great. You know, could tell you were a bit nervous, but you did well. And people were dropping in streams and, uh, you know, saying well done as well. And it's that's really nice to see when everyone should get these messages. But when obviously when it's you, it's, it's nice when you're the new guy. Um, that people have noticed you and 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 thought you've done well but yeah the ultimate for me it was the ultimate acceptance after watching it i think for like six i think it was the season six i was on the lowdown so watching it for five seasons um was just really cool and it was always a thought like maybe one day it would be great to to get involved somehow and be a part of that and i'm, I'm still always trying to find ways to contribute more because i'm not the best in terms of uh graphics or editing i'm not the most tech savvy so anything else i can do to to contribute to an overall project is great um so again <laughs> it goes back to always trying to improve on something always trying to, to to you know be as as much of a perfectionist as i possibly can be but yeah i agree ultimate acceptance for me and then you get invited to do the actual showdown mm -hmm. and you're you go through the league stage mm-hmm you get through the quarterfinal. Mm. You then have your semi-final. I know. This what are you thinking in that <laughs> semi-final? So oh, it was Clates, wasn't it? I felt now. I feel. I feel. Um, I feel really bad because he's lost two penalty shootouts recently. <laughs> um, but the, I got introduced with uh, Luke, which was nice because the whole twin thing. Um, I was on there with someone that I was on the lowdown with previously. That was that was really cool um quarterfinals against zealand was amazing like we've he's been on here like you said before he's such a great pillar of the community i was just happy to get through the saturday and not be in the elimination game um but getting past zealand and having clates i didn't expect to beat clates at all and i'll i'll bring it up i got quite lucky because he did have a fair few offside goals <laughs> wrongly ruled out yeah. um <laughs> but um yeah it went to penalties one on penalties and when when we went through, I, 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 it was just a feeling of like pure, like, I think it was relief actually. Um, cause it got a, a bit more like Saturday's so much fun. And then Sunday, when you get in a position that you could potentially win it, you do naturally start to think, oh, wow, I could, I can win this thing. Um, but Z and Clates, like in, in the quarters and semis, they were both great. And, uh, <laughs> one thing in the call we, we said after, I think Ben said to Clates, wow, wow, Clates has blown this, hasn't he? And I thought going into that game when I think he had, I think it was the Legends one. So he had like Henri, uh, yeah. I think Ronaldo. He had a, a a really dangerous front line. So I was quite lucky with the goals, but that was, that was nice <laughs> to get past there. And it's also a case of you doing that within six, well, four months, I think it was. It was October, wasn't it? The showdown, mm. you started in June. Within four months, mm -hmm. you are elevated to this position where the streamer showdown, which is seen as the pinnacle of FM content creation, especially on Twitch. Mm. Um, and then you're in a final against your mentor. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was... It was really surreal to to get the call up just for the lowdown. Um, and then to, like I said, have the faith put in you to be on the showdown and how I'd... It's, it's, it's different because on the lowdown... You've got three other panelists and a host, so you can lean on those guys and have a bit of a laugh. Whereas when it's the showdown, you're back to running your own stream and trying to talk to the chat and converse with everybody else in the call and the person you're facing. 
Um, and that all adds to like the the beauty of it. But um, yeah, Matt, I mean, how many times are we going to touch on Matt beating me in the final? Do <laughs> you see what you paid me a fiver to, to, to make that the main topic yeah, is that of today's what, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm not surprised. <laughs> but um, no, to, I was looking back on it in, in four months. I'm quite proud of myself to to do that and to from where it started to I think that's where being a perfectionist and came came in clutch it was a positive thing because it made me improve and push myself and um you know I wasn't just doing this for to to get views or numbers or anything like that I was more than happy to throw myself into the community on on Twitch YouTube uh, Twitter as well like my my regular social media accounts I don't even look at them anymore like my normal Twitter account is is essentially dead like I, I barely use it because I'm so much more into the the Twitter account that I've created for the Sweet Left Foot profile and I have so much more fun on that that's you know I, I wanted to throw myself in as much as possible and think that's been a massive help as well D- talking to people and you know engaging with other creators um this has been that that's been a key thing for me as well i think and i think you've just talked about engage with other creators i'm mm. going to bring him up omega luke you two seem yeah. to have a very special friendship um <laughs> where did that ball out of and how helpful is it because he's on a very similar path to you mm. um so the the twin thing came about and then ever since then we've sort of been riding that wave which has been it's been good uh, it's been <laughs> very enjoyable um since we i think we were on the lowdown together season seven and then the showdown season eight and then the lowdown uh most recently in fm21 season one um we've just been talking back and forth non non-stop about about that um and improvements like how to grow and not just we don't just talk about twitch stuff like we we i actually really consider him a friend now like we are we are good friends like i can approach him with i'd, I'd be comfortable approaching him with things like in general about my life and uh, I'd hope that he feels the same as well. That we have shared some like phone calls and, and messages and, and conversations and things that do touch on those things. Um, but yeah, having it's all in good. I find engaging with people, but then some people you engage with generally do become good friends. And I, I don't know if this is a, a good thing, a bad thing, sad or not, but I've probably made more friends through doing this than I talk to than I do in in life like from from school and from uni and that's just it's just how it's gone like that, that's i'm not complaining at all and i do think once you leave school and uni your circle does shrink a little um but yeah i've, I've i wouldn't change anything like having luke there is uh like you said he's on a similar path his youtube uh channel is, is doing amazingly by the way i love the stuff he does on youtube um yes yeah, it's, it's nice to just have someone that you, you can bounce off and and talk to and everyone's so open but obviously me and luke have that that, that twin thing so yeah. that's helped <laughs> yeah I, w- I was surprised when i actually found out you weren't brother <laughs> um we all remember how that went me messaging I, luke yeah i've i've got the uh he messaged me can we can we tell people yeah of course we can <laughs> <laughs> so diz messaged uh luke they were talking about something and uh i think diz asked luke um are you and Mike really brothers? Because I don't know if I'm being uh, fooled here. And Luke forwarded me that message like, oh God, do we tell him? Or do we? <laughs> and I was like, right, let's let's tell him and see how it goes. 
and uh, Luke did. And did you believe it, Diz? I believe. Well, yeah. <laughs> he initially said, um, he initially said you were brothers, but you didn't really you you had the same dad, but you didn't really speak mm. for like twenty years. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so he replies to, and I'm like, oh my god, I've I've opened up something here. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Thank you for being so open. I won't ask that again. And then he's like, nah, Matt. Oh, he's, like, he's like, no, we're not really brothers. I can't do that to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker I always had. <laughs> I, th- I I, mean, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. When he sent to me, I was like, oh, God, he's believed us. Oh, we have to tell him. We have to tell him. <laughs> oh, it's all good fun. It's all good but fun. It's it's content, and it's, it's fun, and it's enjoyable, and it's engaging, and... <sighs> being involved in it makes you realize how how cool it is yeah and you can never have enough content and you can always slow down your content content Mm. doesn't need to be rushed or 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 quick or anything like that what are your thoughts on that um it comes in as well how much time do people have like people i mean different circumstances at the moment but people have families uh you know, kids, jobs, other commitments in in their life. So, I, I I think it depends on what else you've got going on. Depends on how much you can do, um, and what you can do. Try and try and do it as best as possible. I know that's really easy to say, but the time you get really like throw your all into it. Um, that's something that I'd change. Like when I first started, I was streaming for like six to eight hours, thinking this is cool like this is great i'm streaming for so long but looking back on it i'd never do that because my energy levels were going down after about three to four hours it's it doesn't feel the same in terms of a vibe and i'd rather be able to give my all for three to four hours a couple of times a week than do like a a six or an eight hour stream like twice a week and that's just me that's just how i other other people do stream six to eight hours and it and it does work and that's that's great if that suits you that's your thing. Personally, I just like the shorter time, but uh, an extra day or two it works better for me. What's the best thing about being a content creator so far? Uh, I think the engagement with the audience is is so cool and like having people to talk to and and converse with. And it, it, again, it sounds cliche, but without people coming into your streams or watching your videos or talking with you on youtube or joining the discord we wouldn't be in the position we are in like this heavily relies on the public so like developing positive relationships and developing friendships that i'm pretty sure are going to last god forever hopefully um that for me has been been the best thing because if all this was to go away tomorrow i know i've got friends that i will stay in contact with regardless and in relation to your content creation, is there anything you would do differently? And I know you've talked about the time frame, but in the eight months that you've been creating content, is there anything you'd be doing differently or you would do differently? Um, apart from what I've already touched on, like the length of time I'd, I'd stream, I'd, I'd probably do a bit more research because Twitch came about very quickly. I did a lot more research into youtube and editing software and recording software and things like that and what makes a good video and um revising the the youtube algorithm i didn't put as much effort into twitch so maybe hit the ground running a little bit more with that i'd probably put the man hours in um but again i i say it's a regret everything i've done i think has been 
a learning curve. So it's all well and good me saying, going back, I'd change this, I'd do that. But I think in a way, I'm glad that's happened because it's got me to this point and I've learned so much from that. Um, and I do think the important thing was just starting. Like that—that that is it, getting going. And I know that's, again, a lot of people say that and it's cliche, but just getting the ball rolling and watching it hopefully snowball was was the way forward. Also, uh, <laughs> when I started streaming, um, I didn't have an Ethernet cable. And that's just little things like that. Like for me, were a mess- my streams were dropping out at pivotal times and I was dropping frames or I didn't know too much about rip, uh, bit rate and, and, you know, everything that comes with streaming. I'd, I'd, I'd go back and ensure like the production quality was better and I'd, I knew a bit more about that. But in terms of like content and things and, and growth, I, I'd, I'd probably keep it the same because I'm still learning from that. And it's good to have those mistakes that you can pass on if other people want to start. And now you can advise them with how I've learned from that. But yeah, there's there's a few things I'd change. But overall, I'm, I'd, I'd probably leave it untouched. I mean, it's important to remember you haven't even been doing this for a year. Um, yeah, and that's so, so sur- it's surreal. It really is. Like literally eight months. So at the, at the turn of the year, you'd only been doing this six months, half a year. Well, this time last year, what we, uh, oh, we're Valentine's, happy Valentine's oh, Day. Happy Valentine's way, Day. We should have said this at the beginning. And it's, <laughs> it's nice, you know, we did the yes. preview, they all know. Yeah, they, they know. <laughs> Mrs. Diz and Arena are fuming. <laughs> um, this is the date it, that matters. <laughs> that, that this is the date that matters. And I'm sure everyone would agree. Um, a year ago, this wasn't even a, a reality. This wasn't even an idea. Uh, you know, I was just getting on with life as, as things were and, Yes, it's, it's it's amazing thinking about it how 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 it's how it's grown in eight months. It's it's humbling. It's really cool. So, what are your future aims for content creation? And I'm talking YouTube as well as Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitch. I want to keep the Kaiser Slout and Save going. I want that to be my longest ever football manager save. My most I don't know about most successful because if you manage someone like City, you're probably going to have more success. But in terms of like growth of a club, um, I'd like to keep that going for as long as I possibly can. Um, YouTube, again, the One Season Wonder series uh, after the Arsenal one, I've got a few uh, written down that I'd like to do and try and keep that going and maybe look into some more evergreen content. Um, I have had an idea that I don't think is being done within the community just yet, but I'm... I'm keeping my cards extremely close to my chest with this. I'm not really giving too much away. Those that are really close with me know what this is. And I have reached out to some people to to seek advice. Um, but that's something uh, I'd like to say, if this doesn't happen now in the summer, I'm going to look like an idiot. But keep an eye in the summer because that is pandemic providing. That is when I'd like this to uh, begin. It, I know it sounds like I haven't really given away anything here, but it's because I, I don't, <laughs> don't want to give it away to the point where people know what's coming but i am very very excited to be starting something that isn't being done and is going to be different to what is there at the moment it's very exciting because as far as i'm concerned if you find something that hasn't been done yet in this fm community it's goldest isn't it it's very rare you can you can put your hand on something or you can create something that has never been done before so i think that's really exciting yeah and i'm working on it i'm 
I said to myself a couple of weeks ago when I had the idea, do a few things every day that is going to improve this idea or move this idea along. And I am like every single day, I'm adding stuff to the the document that I'm, I'm planning it on. I'm taking things away. I'm changing things. I'm researching one thing, another thing, another thing. I'm reaching out to someone. I'm, I'm again, like I said, getting the ball moving with it. And hopefully it snowballs into something really good in the summer. Viewers, you heard it here first. The summer sweet left four is gonna be the place to be. Um, finally, Mike, if there's mm-hmm. one piece of advice you could give to a new content creator, what would it be? It's hard to give one. Okay. If there's Um, any pieces of advice (laughs) you could give to a new content, anything that they can get from you, which will help them. It's, I'll I'll give one overall and then a few points that I've found um, that help me. Uh, Have fun and enjoy yourself. That is literally, and I know that sounds so cliche, but if you're not having fun and enjoying yourself, what is the point? Because people will pick up on that. And don't force yourself into into doing it. If if you're having fun, people will see you're having fun and enjoy that with you. Um, that that that's one thing that I've I try and do every every time I create a video or uh, stream or even like get involved in some like banter within the community on Twitter. I try and just have fun with it. Um, in terms of actual like constructive help, um, microphone and audio, uh, sorry, audio and webcam, I find quite important. Uh, having a nice overlay being able to like run the stream if you people switch off like if you drop into a stream that maybe the audio is is too loud and it's it's tough to listen to or the webcam's really small in the bottom of the corner or just something like that people like we, we all do it we judge things straight away so making that good first impression uh and like a, a friendly hello message if people follow um or thanks little things like that i think make such a big difference um again personally i'd do like uh three to four hour streams like rather than do um two eight hour streams a week i'd rather do four uh like three and a half to four hour streams that that would work better for me gives people a chance for me to prepare other stuff um do bits differently try and improve add something new and rather than feel like the stress or the pressure, and sometimes you get a bit uh, FM'd out or streamed out or YouTubed out, and it does weigh on you a little bit, and you do end up needing a break. So I do think it's really important just to give yourself a few days, a few evenings to switch off and not worry about it because it's still there; it's not going away, and people are still going to be there as well. So I know that's really cliche advice, um, but it's good advice. Rather it's than, advice that needs to happen. Yeah, rather than going into a load of details, if if you want to do that, the content clinic, Kevin Ben, <laughs> that that was great. Um, but just as a very brief point of view, that's probably what I'd go for. Mike, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, for those who don't know, me and Mike have become really close over the last few months or so. Um, Mike was one of the few people who knew about the scouting center before the scouting center had even started. Um, thank you for being there and thank you for being so awesome to be fair you know you're always somebody who I can share ideas off and thank you so much for mm. taking time out of your Valentine's Day um, <laughs> to spend with me um, uh, you it know. was always going to happen <laughs> I, I wouldn't have it any other way <laughs> Mike where can we find you on your socials 
so on Twitter, you can find me at Sweet Left Foot FM. I have been trying to get the Sweet Left Foot name, but uh, the guy who's got that hasn't tweeted in eight years. It's a flipping nightmare. So <laughs> Sweet Left Foot FM on Twitter, uh, on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Sweet Left Foot and twitch.tv uh, forward slash Sweet Left Foot. Excellent. Mike, is there anything else from yourself? Uh, there's not. I just want to say is this scouting center is amazing. Um, generally, since you told me about the idea, I, I've wanted to be here. So thank you for the invite. It's an absolute pleasure. I do hope to come back one day. I'm, I'm a bit gutted that this is finished because now it's it's happened. <laughs> and I'm already excited for the episode to, to come out and be released and, and watch it back. But I'm going to want to come back. So please have me back. <laughs> you will 100% come back, Mike. Don't worry about <laughs> okay, that. Um, right, that's it. Thank you so much, Mike viewers um i hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please like this video subscribe to the channel set your notifications on we've got more content coming this way we've got more football manager content coming in the near future as well i want to thank mike again say bye mike adios guys thank you very much for having me dears it's been an absolute pleasure excellent and you too mike and i shall see all you on the next episode of the scouting center thank you very much bye bye What's the best thing about being a content creator so far? Uh, the best thing? The chicks. Oh, no, <laughs> I just read. Did Dupe say that? Dupe said that as well. Right, we need to do that again, Diz. I can't, I can't ask the same thing. <laughs> right. Um, you know I'm going to use that in the bonus footage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What's the... Hello all, I've just finished editing the video and as always I'm just doing my summary and my wrap up. Sweet left foot, an absolute pleasure of a human being, I know I use that phrase often but he really really is one of the nicest people within the community. He's um, pushing for partner so I know he'd really appreciate it if on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays and Saturdays at 9pm you could at least pop in, go and see him, see what he's doing with Kaiserslautern and see what success he has with them in the Bundesliga. If you did like this video and you're enjoying the series, please, please, please like this video, subscribe to the channel and set your notifications on. If it's your first time here, go and watch the other four. We've had Second Yellow Card, we've had Bully Beef, we've had Dupe and we've had Zealand. Thank you all so much and I'll see you next week on the next edition of the Scouting Centre. See you later. Bye bye.